Two hunters are reported missing in Bear Mountain National Forest. The Midwest sees the worst drought in 30 years. Civil unrest is imminent. The Northeast power grid has blacked out. Economists fear the worst with falling markets. In other news, the pandemic has gone global. Survival Tech. Recording from the backwoods of Central Ohio, this is Survival Tech. I am your host, Corey, and along with me is my co-host and producer, Matt. Hey, how are you, Corey? Doing pretty good. Good. How are you tonight? Oh, not or should I say actually this morning. Yeah, it's morning. It's one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Trying hey. to get this episode out. We've been working on it for a while. <laughs> hey, you know, better late than never, right? That's right. That's right. Uh, this will be episode one. Know where you've been, know where you're going. We'll be talking about maps, navigation, and other related gear. How do you feel about it? I think it's one of the most important uh, aspects of survival. Um, we're mainly talking wilderness survival with this, uh, you know, just so the, so the audience knows, you know, we're not talking about, uh, any other, any other type of survival. It's mainly you're lost. So what do you do and how do you go about remedying it? So the biggest, one of the biggest, uh, you know, aspects of getting through that type of situation is knowing where you've been and knowing where you're going. And just like Corey said, that's why we're talking about maps, compasses, different types of gear that can help you find your way. We're going to be also covering both uh, old technology and uh, some of the new current technology. Um, some of the things you may not have with you are there are other everyday advice. Like uh, the new iPhone, or it's not so new anymore. It's been out quite a, quite a few years. Verizon just picked it up, so there's going to be a lot more users of it. And uh, some of the current apps that are available for it. Uh, thus, uh, kind of explaining the name of our show, Survival Tech, right? That is correct. So uh, Talking about the uh, new and old technology that will, can be used in everyday uh, survival. And... Uh, you know, getting you prepared um, for anything that may happen. Um, with this uh, this episode being, you know, know where you've been, know where you're going as far as maps. Um, like Matt said, is about you know mainly wilderness survival, but you can take this information and put it together. Um, if you're uh, preparing a uh, bug out bag, so you can put some maps in there, so you can, you know. Uh, later on, you know, be able to find uh, where you need to go, maybe other family members so you can meet if you're not all at the same place if a disaster hits. So it's going to be some pretty good information. All right. Now, as far as bug out bag, I've been meaning to ask you, does bug stand for anything or is it just bugging out? I think it's just as bugging out. Um, I'm not exactly sure. I will be uh, looking into that more, and I will be posting um, an answer that I do find on our website. Um, and we do have a website up. www.survivaltech.webs.com And we'll uh, be posting uh, more and current information on there. Um, we do have a members page that we would uh, like anyone our listeners to uh, join. We have forums available, um, and uh, hope to be adding information on there um, you know, as often as we can. Talking about maps, um, why do you need maps? Why do you need to know, you know, where you're going? Um, well, that's the whole means of, you know, survival. Uh, you need to have a better location to go to than uh, where you're current at. Uh, um, if you're lost in the woods, um, you may be able to stick around. You know, for a few hours or a few days, depending on your resources available and the environment in which you know you're stranded. But at some 
time at some point you're going to have to either uh make a decision of um to move to a uh, better location that has, you know has more water or shelter or food or um to completely uh get out of the uh situation in itself and some sort of civilization yep and definitely having a map could either be okay traveling east for 50 miles before you hit civilization or traveling west for five miles and hitting that major road so maps are extremely important so i would like to go ahead and start if you don't mind and bringing no, go ahead. one of the one of the first maps that i i truly enjoyed reading um it was it's made by a company named Delorme, and they have, let's see, I'm pulling it up right now. It's the, well, since we are based out of Ohio, we live in Ohio, uh, we have the Ohio Atlas and Gazetteer. What it is, is, here's, I'll, I'll read you uh, the product information right here from, from the website, and the website is shop.delorme.com. Um, you can go there and see all the states that are listed um, with these maps. They're right around 20 bucks. Um, they can also be found at Walmart and, you know, I'm sure everywhere uh, that has a book section. Um, and any place that probably sells Rand McNally will definitely have this probably sitting right next to it. Um <clears throat> The rely on a Delorme Atlas and Gazetteer for the utmost in trip planning and backcountry access. It contains topographic maps with unbeatable detail, plus Gazetteer information on great places to go and things to do. Each atlas is a quality paperback, size 11 inches by 15 and a half inches. So it's a pretty good sized book. Um, the map detail commonly includes, now this, you know, most of the maps include this. It doesn't mean that the map that you're going to get, depending on your state, is going to include this. Um, but this is pretty true for Ohio. Um, and I can attest to this. Back roads, dirt roads, and trails. Elevation contours. Remote lakes and streams. Boat ramps. Public lands for recreation. Land use, land cover, which is like forest wetlands, agricultural, um, trailheads, campgrounds, prime hunting and fishing spots. And um, each gazetteer's entries location is cross-referenced to the corresponding map. And, uh, you know, they have, they, have, they have all kinds of uh, uses that... That they suggested for you know everyday vehicle reference. We, um, in fact, that's the only atlas that I carry with me, um, just because it kind of shows you all the different back roads. So you never know when you're going to come through a town, and we'll shoot. If I cut out this way and and up, I can I can skip some of the traffic maybe. Plus, uh, that's where you get to see the real America. You know, is off those those off the beaten paths, um, but that's that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Now it's you know, like I said, it's great. Um, the scales are extremely easy to work with, um, and for instance, the for Ohio, um, each page covers uh, twenty three point eight miles by thirty five point seven miles. And they are shaded relief maps, you know, for Ohio. So you, know, you can kind of get a pretty good, get a pretty good idea of, of what the terrain is. So, um, well, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, uh, pretty neat to have. Um, definitely something worth looking into. Um, another style of map that I just thought of when you're reading that out is uh, remember the old one eight hundred Buckeye. Um, yes. Remember the, uh, calling there and getting the free maps? Yes. Um, I would check into your local states. Um, uh, most states will probably have them uh, with their Department of Natural Resources of some sort. Call uh, them up. Tourism. 
Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know they're able to give you you know free maps of your state in which you live that you can uh, find activities, things to do. Um, it doesn't go as detailed as uh, the map you just you know um, described, but uh, you know it gives a nice overall view of the major roads um, that may help you uh, you know if you are lost to um, be able to find your way back. Well, not only that, 1-800-Buckeye, uh, now that you bring it up, they also give you that corresponding booklet that kind of tells you, you know, places to eat, uh, things to do, you know, which that doesn't really have anything to do with survival, but nearby restaurants, nearby hotels, nearby campgrounds, you know, so just in case you are broke down on the side of the road, and you've never been to Ohio, and you're kind of stuck, and maybe you're out of cell phone range, so the wonderful gadgets on your smartphone are not working. Um, you know, at least you have something to fall back on, and that would be that'd be something good, to, you know, good to have with you on any trip, you know, to any state. Yeah, I was just gonna say I recommend. Um, even if you're just driving through, you may not be stopping in Ohio, but if you have to drive through Ohio, um, it should be, uh, something you think about adding, um, to your vehicle and your travel plans is, uh, maps of each state that you're going through. Yep. Um, you know, if we're heading down to Florida, um, I would surely hate to break down, uh, you know, somewhere in West Virginia, Virginia, North Carolina, uh, you know, the up in the mountains or toll roads and not know where to often to uh you know find a place to stay for the night sorry about that i just changed locations hope i get a better signal here yes um closer to the router yeah actually you are coming in pretty damn good now um i apologize for the uh technical difficulties um we are currently actually uh doing this over skype Yep. Um, which is a great uh, application or online. Um, the only thing is, you got to have service to do it. Um, I'm on my iPhone and uh, using Skype on it, and uh, I just lost my Wi-Fi signal, so I had to move closer to my router. <laughs> now you're coming in loud and clear now, Corey. Good. Um, now, do you want to go ahead and start? Okay, maps have been around for a long time. Do you want to go ahead and start talking about a little bit more of the older styles of finding your way and then uh, yeah and then we just completely move more towards the modern some of the modern tools. yeah let's start in uh, chronological order start with okay. your maps and uh work way to the new current all right um one more thing though um if you're going to a specific state park uh definitely check out their website because they have um internal maps um that lay out their uh grounds in more detail than where you would on uh you know uh maps yeah from like um you know ohio buckeye or state maps or state atlases or anything like that which is a great way to find you know things within the state park like you know campgrounds hunting areas shooting ranges (laughs) you know whatever you may need to you know locate just throwing it out there Yep. In fact, uh, I'm glad you did because uh, I was on ODNR's website the other day uh, looking at some different state parks. Go and explore the state that you live in or maybe explore the state next to you. And, uh, you know, just day trips. Day trips are great. Um, but, no, I was on the ODNR's website uh, just just a couple days ago and uh, – they have all kinds of maps for every single state park that they have, including locations of latrines, different trailheads, parking lots, you know, and accesses in and out. So it's a uh, it's a it's a great tool, and all of them are in PDF form, so you can you know take them, download them, you know, whatever size sheet of paper you want to print it on, you know, you can print it, pack it, and store it, and take it. So. It's good information. Yep. So, Corey, why don't you go ahead and tell us about probably one of the oldest ways um, to find north is with the North Star. 
Well, um, if you're lost at night and you need to find your location, or you find your direction, rather, um, you can uh, locate the North Star. Uh, how to locate the North Star is first find the uh, Big Dipper, and the last two stars on the cup will point towards the North Star, which is Polaris. Um, the distance between Polaris and the Big Dipper um, is about five times the distance as of those two stars at the uh, end of the cup. Um, so you take that distance, multiply it by five, go to the um, to where it points, and that should be Polaris. That will be your uh, north heading as long as you're facing the North Star, and then obviously uh, left will be to your west and right will be to your east. You should be able to uh, find your location that way, or find your direction rather that way. Um, Very good. Where are you pulling this information from? This information I am pulling from uh, the Soldier's Manual of Common Task, uh, Warrior Skills Level 1, um, from December 2007 of the uh, Department of, of uh, Army um, Handbook, um, along with uh, a way to find your direction using a shadow in the sun, um, which is pretty neat. I didn't know. something I learned while researching this. Um, if you place a stick into the ground vertically... Um, in a fairly level spot, the sun will cast a shadow, a distinct shadow, and um, from that that stick, you mark the tip of that stick with a rock or whatever means you have, and then wait ten or fifteen minutes, and then mark the second uh, shadow, the tip of the shadow, with another rock. You draw a straight line between the two um, points that you just made, and that will be your east and west line. Um, the first shadow tip will always be your west point, and your second shadow tip will always be your east, because it's opposite um, the, the way that the shadow moves, uh, according to the sun. So from that point, you draw a perpendicular line, and you can be able to determine which is your north and south, um, because, you know, right of your east point will be your north, which is pretty neat. I didn't, I never would have thought of, you know using just a stick and some points but uh you know it's pretty simple it's been around for a long time and uh i'm anxious to uh try it out on the next sunny day well very good very good another thing um that's been around forever um and we actually got a chance to use this last year uh, we played a little bit of a uh, a game with our kids um we take them up to see a beautiful waterfall that's uh, here in central Ohio. And um, when we're out hiking um, around in the woods, around the waterfall, um, we told the kids to close their eyes, turn around, and, um, well, turn in circles. We told them to stop, open up their eyes, and tell us which way was north. And when we did this, we used the Moss method, and um, this explanation is from hubpages.com uh, slash hub slash where's north. Uh, this is item number three. Um, if you're in a wooded area and it's an overcast day, then you can use this very simple technique to get a good general idea of directions. Simply find a tree that has moss growing on it. Moss always grows on the south side of a tree because that is where it gets the sunlight it needs and will never grow on the north side of the tree. If you're standing looking at the side of the tree with moss on it, then you are facing north. If you turn your back to the moss, then you are facing south. That's, and this is for northern, that's good. And, yeah. Um, the second method that I described using the shadow of the sun, um, works great in an open area that you have sunlight, but if you're in a wooded area, the moss method might be, you know, the right method to use. And with that method, our, our kids were able to determine north. So it was, uh, it was so simple, you know, even kids can do it. So definitely get get your kids you know interested and and get them to be a part of of some of these skills um, before they're lost. So 
definitely. See, I have another one. Um, this comes from www.wilderness-survival.net, and this is using the moon, which I I kind of thought this was uh, pretty interesting. Um, because the moon has no light of its own, we can only see when it reflects the sun's light. As it orbits the Earth on its 28-day 20, circuit, the shape of the reflected light varies according to its position. We say there is a new moon or no moon when it is on the opposite side of the Earth from the sun. Then, as it moves away from the Earth's shadow, it begins to reflect light from its right side and waxes to become a full moon before waning or losing shape to appear as a silver as a sliver, excuse me, on the left side. You can use this information to identify direction. If the moon rises before the sun has set, the illuminated side will be the west. If the moon rises after midnight, the illuminate the illuminated side will be the east. This obvious discovery provides us with a rough east-west reference during the night. So that's pretty cool. It, you know, definitely not as accurate as the North Star method, but it's something. It's still there. Yep. Um, on a lot of cloudy nights, you can still see the moon, you know, but you may not be able to see stars. So that's something you can go off of. Uh, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. All right. I say uh, let's go ahead and we'll, we'll talk about compasses. We'll kind of bump it up a little bit. And then, um, Corey, do you want to you take the show to a break after that? Yeah. Okay, we'll play a commercial. So let's talk That'll about work. compasses first. Um, number one, I love compasses. Uh, I think they're... I think they're neat ever since I was a kid. And uh, Corey and I, we are brothers. Um, you know, we, we would do so much camping and outdoors activities when we were kids. Um, in fact, every summer it was, it was our passion. Um, we would spend days and days making lists and going over our bags and what we had packed and you know making sure we had something for everything and it's kind of funny because our, our our parents weren't even this way it's just something that that we had kind of taken on our own and we just we had to we had to have something for every situation that we were going to encounter in the woods and um so ever since I was a kid, I've, I've you know, I've always loved compasses. You know, well, I mean, it's it is a neat thing. I mean, just the uh, the way that whole came about, and you know, the use and the way it works, um, you know, it's very intriguing. Um, you know, in itself, let alone for what it does for you, but you know, the inner workings of a you know compass. Compasses are cool. Base plate compasses are way cooler. Um, if you got two bucks and you're looking at that, you know, if you're looking at the, you know, great big compass that's in the brass case and, and, you know, everything is real fancy and then you see the, you know, little plastic base plate compass with the scales on the side. Don't let money be the factor on your decision. Let the tool be the factor. Um, a base plate compass is so handy. Um, base plate compasses have built-in scales. Um, they usually have a magnifier with them. Um, they have a rotating... Um, they have a like a like a rotating capsule uh, with it, um, and what it does is it not only tells you north, south, east, and west, but it can also help you uh, pick a bearing for any type of map. 
that you have, whether it be some sort of a Google map, um, whether it be a county road map, or whether it be a topographic map. Um, what you can do is you can you know, find out the rough area where you are, um, draw your route to where you want to go, um, straight lines, you know, definitely. Um, and then what you do is, uh, you know, this is, this is how it's broke down on thecompassstore.com, how to use a map and a compass. Um, place the compass on the map so that the long edge connects the starting point with the desired destination. Make sure that the direction arrows are pointing from the starting point to the place of destination and not the opposite way. At this point, you may want to use the scales on your compass, if available, to determine the distance you need to travel. Hold the compass firm on the map in order to keep the base plate steady. Turn the rotating capsule until the north-south lines on the bottom of the capsule are parallel with the north-south lines on the map. Be sure that the north-south arrow on the bottom of the capsule points to the same direction as north on the map. It is here you will make adjustments for declination if necessary. Hold the compass in your hand in front of you. Make sure that the base plate is in horizontal position and that the direction arrows are pointing straight ahead. Rotate your body until the north-south arrow on the bottom of the capsule lines up with the magnetic needle and the red end of the needle points in the same direction as the arrow. The directional arrows on the base plate now show you your desired travel direction. So, if you got that, great. If you didn't, we're going to post a link to it so you can kind of see. It comes with some pretty neat pictures, um, and you can kind of see why a base plate compass is really, really cool. Um, in fact, base plate compasses um, and compasses in general, you know, there's thousands of places out there that you can buy it. Um, now, this is not a sponsor of the show, but how nice would it be if if they would come on and be a sponsor of the show, Corey? It would be great. But Smoky Mountain Knife Works. Um, hopefully, everybody is familiar with... Uh, with Smoky Mountain Knife Works catalog store and uh, uh, their webpage. Uh, they also have the knifecave.com. Uh, definitely check that out. Um, but what they have are a whole section of just compasses, and I'm looking at the January sale 2011 catalog. Um, but what it has, base plate compasses. They have scales, plastic housings, rotating dials, and neck cords. And these are the prices that you're looking at. $0.99, cents, buck ninety-nine, and buck ninety-nine. Um, they have all kinds of compasses that you would want. They have the base plate compasses. You know, like I said, the most expensive one there, buck ninety-nine. Uh, they have compass binoculars. It's probably not the greatest compass. I don't know because I do not have one, um, but it'll probably get the job done. Plus, it doubles as binoculars. They're probably not the greatest binoculars, but it's still better than nothing at all. Two ninety nine is what they're asking for that. Um, they have folding compasses, which um, you know a lot of them have magnifiers and uh, signal mirrors and sights um, to help get your bearings. They have a compass thermometer, um, which uh, there, there's multiple multiple different different setups of these. You know, from keychains, which I I think I would stay away from any type of a keychain compass. Um, that's going to get knocked around a lot. It is a precision instrument. You kind of want to keep it as nice as you can. You know, well, kind of the same thing with the uh, 
just like a uh, carabiner compass, you know, it's going to be knocking around in your pack and everything. You, I've, I've got a dedicated pouch for my base plate compass. Um, it is extremely well padded. I've added extra padding to it. What it is is uh, a camera case. Um, it's a it's a camo camera case for a digital camera. I've actually added more padding and put in stuff like smaller pencils um, and uh, you know notepads and stuff like that. Um, but so that that pretty much wraps up. Old school compasses. Um, I think everybody should have one um, somewhere, or if, if not in the car, then you know, in a bag somewhere. Um, at least have it if you're going to be doing some heavy travel, because you never know. You never know. Well, with that, Corey, do you want to go ahead and take a break? Yes. Um, we will play a commercial for. Uh, a podcast, um, which is actually a podcast that, that I do. Um, we're going to play a commercial for them. And um, all right, and when we come back, uh, we will discuss a little bit more about the more modern techniques for finding your way. So we'll be back right after this. Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens, and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air, day and night. This station and hundreds of other radio and TV stations throughout this part of the country are pooling their resources through an emergency network hookup to keep you informed of all developments. Are you a fan of horror movies? Find the Rabid Infectious Podcast on iTunes and at www.ripshow.webs.com for the best reviews of old and new genre movies. The show is not for the faint of heart and definitely not for listeners under 18. You have been warned. Alright, and we're back from the break. Hopefully everybody had a good break. We did. Um, want to get back into compasses real quick. I had forgot something. Um, another one of the old technology for compasses is actually using an analog watch, um, kind of as a compass. Um, this comes from www.onebag.com. Um, go there. It's uh, it's a pretty neat little site. Um. Pulling it up right here. And they have a packing list, which uh, is where this pops out at. And it's pretty much, uh, it's called uh, One Bag, the Art and Science of Traveling Light. Um, so what, what they're saying is they explain how to use a watch, an analog watch, as a compass. Um, which is going to be a nice segue into what Corey's going to be talking about with uh, using other things as a compass and finding your way with them. Um, this is their text. It's possible to determine your orientation using an analog watch. Example, one with hands. In place of a compass. The direction will be correct if the watch is set for true local time. And this is very very important, without adjustments for daylight savings time. And the further you are away from the equator, the more accurate this method will be. You know, one good reason for living in Ohio. Yeah. So, and I would assume most of our listeners are going to be in the north temperate zone, which is the northern hemisphere. Um. The South Temperate Zone and the Southern Hemisphere, if we do have listeners that are in the Southern Hemisphere, go ahead and go to the site and, and read it. 
um, but I'm just going to cover the Northern Hemisphere. Um, in the Northern Hemisphere, hold the watch horizontal and point the hour hand in the direction of the sun. Then bisect the angle between the hour hand and the 12 o'clock mark to get the north-south line. Um, I've also seen this uh, with a blade of grass, using a blade of grass to, to help make this line. Um, north will be the direction further from the sun. They have a real nice uh, drawing um, on here. In fact, I'm sure I could probably make a graphic for our website, and uh, we could uh, we could probably do the do the same thing, kind of show it a little bit. So definitely look for that. If nothing else, go to onebag.com and check out the pop-up window about how to how to use a watch as a compass. That's so. all great information. The more information that you have and know. And in order to find your direction, the better you may be. Um, you know, you may not be able to, you know, get to the sun in order to use the shadow method. Um, there may not be any moss where you're at to use the, you know, moss method. Um, so the more information you know, you know, the better likely you are to be able to find your right direction. Just That's like- why we're giving you all these um, ideas and uh, methods to use to try. Um, and I would definitely suggest trying them. Don't just take our word for it. Go out into the field, um, try it, use it, and uh, learn for yourself. You only become an expert if you actually practice the skill sets. And no two survival situations are uh, identical. Um, so the more you know, the better off you are. All right. One thing with uh, with new technology is uh, you know definitely the PC. Um, whether it be Windows-based or some sort of a an Apple product, you know, Macintosh, whatever, um, whatever you may have, there are plenty of new modern mapping that's available at our fingertips for the low price of free, and this is this is some of the best tools. Um, that that you can start off, you know, any trip, you know, whether it be a day trip, you know, a couple nights out in the woods, hunting, um, you know, pretty much anything, you know, just, you know, finding a route to uh, grandma's house. Um, and what this is, is uh, web-based mapping programs. Um, I'm going to give a rundown real quick of some of the ones that you know everybody is probably aware of. Um, maybe you're not aware of all the different aspects of them. Um, and then some of you know one that, that's definitely my favorite to use. Um, number one is Google Maps. Um, Google dominates everything, um, so it is not a big surprise that they have a great mapping feature. Um, go to google.com at the very top, see maps, click on it. Um, from there, you can get roadmaps. Uh, you can also do satellite. Um, when you go to satellite, you get a satellite hybrid image uh, showing you know, color photos, color aerials of um, you know, roads, structures, everything. Um, they have a great zoom in scale. Um, and something that's really neat with Google is that they have Google Street View. Um, the more remote a location is, you're probably not going to have that option available to you. But it is nice to go ahead and pick that little orange guy and drop him down in the road. And then you can pan around and kind of see what what's around you um, like you were you know, standing right there you know, on the road. Um, it comes in very handy, very handy. So definitely very, check that out. Very neat tool to use. Um, I've you know, just been exposed to it here recently, didn't even know it was available. 
but uh, the clarity of it and uh, is you know you can't beat it. It's um, really neat and uh, and sometimes it's almost scary neat because how close you can get in and uh, you can almost read you know mailboxes that yep. it gets in so close. Yep. Um, another thing is there's actual, there's another download, which is Google Earth. Um, kind of the same thing as the Google Maps, um, but it, it does download it to your, to your desktop. Um, and one thing that's, that's neat about that is, um, you can actually do, it's, it's a, uh, timeline feature in this Google uh, Google Earth download um, that you can see if things have changed and you know uh, it usually goes back to right around right around the 80s and um, um, mainly late 80s you know for most of the areas around here that I've used it on um, but you can see kind of year by year by year you know the better quality um, but you know going from you know black and white to color photos for aerials but you can see structures popping up uh, different roads getting you know realigned um, and it's just it, it's it's pretty neat you know something that, that you can have you know right around right around 20 years worth of photos um, you know that you can scroll through pretty quick to kind of see what was there and you know what is there currently um, so so definitely check out you know the Google mapping system uh, that'd be a great tool to use if like uh, you know you went on vacation somewhere as a you know when, with your family when you were younger um, to a certain area and then uh, you know you want to take your family there to be able to check it out and see if it's changed see how it's been you know and see if everything is still there. Um, before you head up there and find out that the uh, campground you once, you know, in the middle of the woods where you once camped is now a, uh, you know, new housing development. Right. Um, you know, that's something neat to look into. Yep, it is pretty cool. It's really cool. The next one is Bing Maps. It's close second to Google Maps. Um, in fact, I showed Corey this. Uh, it was the day after Thanksgiving we had gotten together. And uh, we're looking at some some places to hunt. The difference between Bing Maps and Google Maps, you, know, you still have the 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 road maps, and you still have the satellite imagery. But with Bing Maps, they have what they call a bird's eye view mode, and that's where I, I forget. I, I don't even know if they tell you what the angle is, but. Um, it comes in at an angle, and you can, you know, for the most part, you can you can select north, south, east, west, and get that view of you know that piece of land at an angle. You know, right? You know, imagine you know from like you know just like it says, a bird's eye view. So from a plane, it probably you know thirty degrees out. So it kind of takes a two D photo. It makes it appear 3D for you, you know, and it gives you a real good lay of land, you know, and you can zoom in, you know, pretty well with that also, you know, zooming in on, you know, ravines, rivers, creeks, uh, depressions, hills, mountains, everything. You know, don't don't just say, okay, well, I'm a, I'm a Google guy, so I'm only going to use Google. You know, all these different pieces of software has its own use of application. So, you know, don't say, you know, well, I'm a Chevy guy, so I'm always going to drive Chevy, you know, if Ford comes out with a great product. Um, try and get all the information that you can, the best that you can. And, you know, Bing Maps is a good second to Google, and that bird's eye view is a definite plus in addition to what Google can provide. Um, and then that brings us to the one that I use a lot, and I, in fact, use this at work, is ArcGIS Explorer. ArcGIS Explorer is kind of 
built based on the Bing system. But one thing that's extremely cool about ArcGIS Explorer, um, now this is from Esri, Esri.com, ESRI.com. You can uh, pick your different types of base maps. Um, they offer one that you can download to your desktop. They also offer one that is strictly web-based. So if you don't want to pull in you know, and download something, you don't have to. Um, you can use it you know, via web-based. And with that, you can actually, they have USGS topographic, what they call as a, a base map, that you can, you can use a road map to kind of find your area. Then you can take satellite imagery, and you can kind of see what the layout of the land is. Um, you can take it from 2D to flip it to 3D. You can lay it on its side, and it will kind of tell you what the terrain is. And then if you really want, you can they, they offer like two different types of uh, topographic maps. And you can switch to those base maps, and you can actually see the contours um, and, and see, you know, what the maps are, you know, from the USGS. And you can, you know, print right there from, you know, the Esri interface. And it, it is a great tool to have, you know, especially... You know, if you're if you're hunting, you know, like Corey and I do, um, topographic maps they're they're wonderful to have. So, so that's that's kind of that's kind of my deal on everything. Um, Esri also has well, ArcGIS Explorer also has a pretty cool feature that you can add notes um, to the map um, before you print. Um, you can also take areas. You can also take links. Um, and one really neat is you can draw a path on the map and then do what you call a flyover, where it looks like you're actually flying over it in a plane and you, you follow your path. Um, so if you wanted to, you could you know fly through the Grand Canyon. And uh, it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. It's a great tool to play with. And, uh, you know, like I said, I use that to start everything that I need to do mapping-wise. Um, and then I follow up with Bing and Google, respectively, for what for what they can do. That sounds pretty neat. Um, ArcGIS, uh, I've used it a little bit online, um, but uh, I'll be covering it in a little, you know, just a few minutes. Um, but I'm going to be covering... Uh, some of the apps available for the uh, iPhone. Um, I believe that uh, a lot of these apps will probably be available for Android and some of the other smartphones out there. Um, I'm new to the iPhone. I just got one um, in December. Um, uh, I was available for upgrade finally. Um, looking forward to uh, really exploring what all the iPhone can do for me and uh, what I can get out of it. Um, so I'm going to be covering uh, five of the apps um, that are available or that come with the phone. Um, and uh, ArcGIS uh, is one of them. Um, I found it real handy uh, while I was hunting. Um, and I'll get into that when I uh, you know, cover that point. Um, first, I'm going to start off with uh, the compass. Uh, yes, back to compasses. Back to compasses again? Um, <laughs> yes, again. Um, the iPhone comes with a compass. It's standard on the iPhone. Um, I just have the iPhone 3GS. Um, I did not upgrade to the iPhone 4. Um, but I do believe that the standard uh, compass is available on uh, on the iPhone. Um, you're able to change it from uh, true north to magnetic north. Um, and it also shows you um, both... Uh, your north and um, which direction is north, along with your heading of the iPhone that is facing and the degree. Um, so, you know, you may be at, uh, what would it be, like 270 south, would that be west, southwest? Sorry, this is off the top of my head. Um, but it would actually tell you your degree um of the direction that you're heading, which I thought uh, was pretty neat to come standard. Um, for 99 cents, you can upgrade to the uh, Compass Plus. All these are available on the App Store. 
um, right off your iPhone, and I'm sure iTunes as well. Um, the Compass Plus is uh, given a four-star rating, um, has 15 reviews and, uh, or I'm sorry, five reviews and 15 ratings um, to give it the four-star rating. Um, it is Google Map integrated, which allows uh, tagging of locations um, of maps. Um, it has location trigger, like uh, iPhones have the uh, location. Um, oh, I guess it would be uh, it wouldn't be an app, but the service available, um, which tags your current location and saves it. Uh, the actual location of where you are in the compass uh, will guide you there, or uh, you can tag a location and then from your location where you're at, um, the Compass Plus app will guide you to that your next location. And it also gives you uh, distance and heading information, um, which shows the direction of which you need to travel, um, along with the actual heading of your iPhone, to make sure you're on the right uh, track. And the uh, distance to your location and the personal information of that location, as far as the uh, latitude and longitude. Um, like, since uh, I'm here in central Ohio, I want to go to Cleveland, you know, it'll tell me... Um, you know, head north, um, and it'll give me the latitude and longitude of Cleveland, and it'll say that it's however many miles away it is, um, 120 so miles away, and, uh, you know, all right there on your iPhone. If you mark your, your like, if you park your car at an amusement park, and, uh, you come out of the gates late at night, you're not sure where you parked, you could have saved that location, and I'll tell you, you know, three miles, to your car and uh, in which direction you know you're heading and which direction you need to go um which is pretty cool um the compass plus app did have some mixed reviews um i think it'd be a good starter compass um i don't think i would use it as my sole means of navigation uh based on the reviews um some reviews said that uh they did end up getting lost by following the reviews um or following the uh, information on there, but uh, most of the reviews that I read all said that it worked well uh, for the means um, that they needed it for. So it is something I'm going to be checking out uh, for 99 cents. I think it's uh, you know a good buy. Now with the uh, Arc GIS, it is a free app. Um, it came out with three and a half stars, had 28 ratings and 72 reviews. Um, I own this app. I've used it a few times. Everything that I've used it for, it has worked well for me. Um, the biggest complaint that I read on the reviews is that the uh, app crashed a lot and it was uh, not capable of layering maps. Um, that's not something I have needed to do. Um, and you also uh, are unable to print from your iPhone, um, which is not something... You know, I think I would need out in the field, but uh, if you're using it for your job or something, it may be, you know, something you'd want to do. Um, some of the pinpoints of it, of the uh, iPhone app for it, um, it's very similar to the web-based uh, program. Um, but, you know, you can share your maps with other iPhone users, um, perform linear and area ma measurements based on your current location. Uh, I actually use this up in my tree stand. Uh, to find out the distance of uh, a shot that I'd be taking that I've seen a deer at. Because um, it, it was right, I don't have a uh, rangefinder yet, and, uh, and they're still uh, almost out of my price range. They're coming down, but, you know, they're still still up there, so I'll use the means I have for now. It was right at that comfort zone if, uh, you know, I was feeling capable of taking the deer or not. And uh, I used it to determine, you know, what the actual... Um, yardage was for it which i thought was pretty cool um you know you can magnify and edit uh take pictures and um uh you know be able to uh import those into the map itself so you know where they're at uh attach photos and videos um to what you collect um so it's got a lot of neat uh features to it and uh for free it can't hurt to download it um, it doesn't take up too lot of you know too much room. Uh, I'm not really sure this file size, but uh, for free, I say give it a shot. I mean, 
Um, it can do a lot of things that, uh, you know, you can't do with, you know, while you're surfing, you know, the web on Google Maps or uh, Bing Maps. That is awesome. Um, one of the other apps that uh, I was you know, researching and found was the uh, AccuTerra Unlimited Maps and GPS Tracker. Now, this really intrigued me. Um, I'm definitely going to be downloading this here soon to try it, especially when uh, the spring finally, you know, comes through for us. Uh, you know, I can't wait for spring to get out of this winter. But uh, so we can go out and do some hiking and some uh, exploring the uh, natural resources we've got around here. But this is a, um, uh app that is uh, $4.99 download. It's by Intermap Technologies. It has um, four stars. It has 62 ratings and 81 reviews. The uh, overview um, of the uh, the feature itself um, has over 5 million square miles of terrain and trail maps uh, designed specifically for the iPhone. Um, you can download maps quickly and store them on your iPhone's memory. Um, yeah, there's an on-demand mode, which I thought was interesting, that lets you see 50 square miles at a time or choose from 350 uh, defined recreational maps in the AccuTerra catalog. Um, has accurate GPS location, color maps, uh, wherever you have a clear line of sight, even if you're hundreds of miles away from the nearest cell signal, which I thought was really cool because a lot of the places you may not have cell signal, but as long as you have a line of sight to the sky, this will still work. Wow. Um, you can choose from over 220,000 miles of trails. That's available. Uh, some of the key features is that you have unlimited tracks that you can save, unlimited waypoints along those tracks that you can save, um, unlimited geocoded pictures taken within the AccuTerra. Now, you can't upload, which is one of the uh, biggest complaints or one of the complaints that they had. You can't upload photos that are already taken from your iPhone to it. But if you, as long as you take them within the AccuTerra, then you're able to save them you know, on your waypoints or, you know, on your tracks. Um, has a real-time elevation profile, and uh, you can upload it directly to Facebook for all you Facebook fans, so uh, all your um, people can know where you're at and what you're doing. Um, and it shows your co your current coordinates, your latitude and longitude of where you're at at that time. Now, is that per the Facebook post or... No, that's on your uh, that's on the iPhone just, app itself. Okay, so just as you're walking, you say, "Okay, this is my lat and this is my long." Correct. Okay. So uh, I definitely will be, uh, you know, downloading this app and uh, reviewing it and giving you a better overall view once I get this app downloaded. Oh, that sounds really cool. It, it kind of sounds like um, I hate to say a poor man's version because it's only a five dollar app, you know, but what is it? The uh, the spot is. Um, um, I, I've seen it in Cabela's. Um, the spot is more of the next app that I'm going to be covering. Okay. Um, this is more like the uh, Garmin handheld, like Oregon. Okay. Um, the personal handheld GPS navigation. Okay. Um, which are about four or five hundred dollars a piece. Ooh. Um, you know, for the actual handheld unit, and for a five dollar app, you can't quite beat it. Um, five dollar app definitely seems worth it. So for the price of a of an iPhone, and then you know five bucks extra for an app. Yeah. You know, you know instead of paying five hundred bucks, it at least pays uh, you know your cell coverage. You right. Know, your plan for a couple months. And most people already have smartphones, anyways. It's the way of the future. Um, right. A lot of people already have them. So it's not nothing new that they have to buy. It's just something that they usually have with them at all times. You don't have to think about carrying it because you already have it with you. Now, I'm sorry. I'm going to backtrack real quick. I've got a question for you. Okay. Um, about the ArcGIS Explorer application, um, there was complaints about not being able to print um, yes. from your iPhone. but. ArcGIS has this feature where you can you can email you know, you can email your your map out to other people. So could you email it to yourself 
and then print it? I I would or assume have, have so. You, have you tried it yet? I have not yet tried it. Like okay. I said, I'm only I'm you know fairly new to it. I downloaded okay. it at the uh, end of hunting season after me and you spoke about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know I'm gonna be looking into it more. But the nice thing about it, these apps, is they come out with updates all the time. And in your app store, um, they tell you you know you have an update available, update available, and these change these things all the time. So as they get these complaints. They may change it, and they may have you, you know, it may be available to print, well, cool. you know, in the future. <clears throat> well, cool. But I, w- I will try that. I will try to create a map and email it to myself and then print it from there. Yeah, because uh, that, that that could definitely be handy. Um, you know, something that's free, you know, you could say, hey, I'm here. Email it to me. Come get me. Right. You know, then exactly. I print the map off and, you know, go pick you up. Oh, that's neat. You uh, mentioned the spot just a minute ago. Yes. Um, there is a uh, another app out, which is called the G-Spot, and uh, it's a 99-cent app by Posimotion. Um, make sure you type in to your search G-Spot GPS, or you <laughs> will not get the correct, <laughs> correct G-Spot app. Um, this is given three stars. There's 33 ratings and 116 reviews. So there's a lot of information out there from people that have downloaded it. There's a lot of mixed reviews, too. But the overall, the overview on this is that it's a GPS heading, speed and position sharing. Uh, it has a compass, which shows your direction uh, you are heading. And it has a spot me feature, uh, which pinpoints your current location instantly in an embedded portrait or landscape map. And then you can share it instantly via email, your current location, and then the email contains a link that once clicked um, shows your exact location on Google Maps, your info, uh, your latitude, longitude, altitude, your heading, speed, your accuracy of which you know that will be within you know 33 feet, 18 feet, whichever you know it actually tells you the accuracy from the signal that it has. Uh, and the date and time of the most recent location update. And for $0.99, cents, it's a lot better than paying the $99 for the spot, um, which is probably a lot more broader. Um, with this one, I uh, the biggest complaint is that, um, you know, it uh, uh, you can't get a signal. It takes a signal in order to work. Right, whereas and the spot a cell signal. satellite. Right, it doesn't have satellite feature, or it doesn't have the, use the GPS, um, you know, style of communicating. Um, so you do need a cell s- signal for it to work. And uh, the other biggest complaint is that it's slow to update. Um, <clears throat> but I recommend reviewing it for yourself. And uh, you know, as long as you have service, it'll probably work for you. And it uh, depends on where you're going. Um, it may not be something bad to have for 99 cents. And there are hundreds of apps out there for navigation, um, depending on you know how much you want to spend and uh, how much um, you know you're you're wanting to get in into it and involved. But those look to be about you know some of the neatest apps that I was able to locate. That's well, very cool. Very cool, Corey. I would like to thank everyone for uh, listening to us on our uh, first uh, podcast of the Survival Tech. Um, I know it's been kind of uh, stumbling a few times. Um, this is my first podcast. Uh, it will get better. I promise you that. Um, it is 2 o'clock in the morning. Also, we want to make sure we got this out to our viewers, or uh, sorry, to our listeners as uh, quickly as we could. It's actually um, almost three. No, it is almost three. Yeah. Um, been up all day, had to go to work, but uh, wants to make sure, like I said, we got this out to you. I know we promised it to you um, that it would be up tonight. Uh, we will get it up to on our website um, as quickly as we can. Um I think uh, Matt has a few other uh, places that we might be able to be found. When um, when this gets posted to the website, um, you will also be able to find this on iTunes. So 
Um, you know, if you have an iTunes account, <clears throat> yeah, just go into the podcast, and you're just going to have to search for Survival Tech. Um, and then, like always, um, if for any reason you are not able to download this podcast um, through iTunes because of maybe a bandwidth problem with our server, because this podcast ends up becoming super popular, um, then uh, you know definitely go to the website, um, which I always like to do with the podcasts that I listen to. Um, go to the website, and you'll you should always uh, have a a direct link there. Which the website is www.survivaltech.webs.com, and you can also email Corey uh, or myself um, at survival.tech@yahoo.com. Thank you very much, and stay alive, America.